Welcome to the Wellness Seekers Podcast. My name is Courtney and I am your guide. I am a mom, educator, woo-woo junkie, mental health advocate, and like you, I am on a wellness journey. Whether you are seeking to begin or continue on your wellness journey, you are in the right place. Together, we will build the steps needed for you to achieve your wellness goals. This podcast will curate my knowledge, inquiries, and resources to help you create a lasting wellness routine. From affirmations and meditation to nutrition and fitness trends, we will journey together, clearing through the clutter to find best practices, reliable tips, industry experts, and so much more. Thank you for being here. Now let's get started. Welcome, wellness seekers, to our second interview episode. Although I love talking alone, I think that these interviews are becoming my favorite. For my interview this month, I am featuring local dietitian Kara Kasdorf. Kara is one half of Blueprint Nutrition. Her and her business partner, Roseanne Robinson, serve Waterloo and Wellington regions. Kara specializes in helping athletes, both high-level performance athletes and the athlete within, like me, who loves to be able to have a body that functions optimally, (laughs) but who may not be planning to run a triathlon anytime soon. In our interview, Kara shares her wellness journey. She explains what it's like to work with her, and she answers some of my burning questions about what to eat before and after a workout and how she serves those with specific diet choices, like a plant-based diet. I was introduced to Kara through social media. She posts some of the best nutrition posts I've ever seen. They're so thorough and really like graphically well done, but then also what she writes is really well done. Um, And lots of information on workout fueling and recovery, which I love. So I encourage you to go follow her. She's at Blueprint Nutrition Sport. Alternately, you can check out the Blueprint Nutrition website at www.blueprintnutrition.ca or you can email her at kara at blueprintnutrition.ca. I will link to all of this in the show notes. Don't worry. Um, I also share her stuff quite regularly on my own Instagram at EdgewaterWell. So, you know, you can find her through me too. All right. So without sharing any more or babbling on too long, I'm going to let our interview speak for itself and I will get right into it. Enjoy. Hey, well, thank you so, so, so much for doing this with me. Um, No problem. I... I'm very adamant with my clients. Like I know where my expertise is and it's not in nutrition. Um, I, although I will offer them tips and some tricks, but it's not my comfort zone to provide them with anything. And so I love to have experts like you to refer out to. Um, and we already are sharing a client, which I love. Yes. Um, Which is awesome. Right. So, and she's just, she adores you from like your first phone call. She was so happy. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I really, I appreciate you doing this so I can share you with more people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's really one of my goals is, is for my clients and my listeners to give them resources and people within the community um, yeah. that they can access. And I find just through a podcast, even just hearing your voice makes it a little less intimidating for, sure. for them to contact you, right? Yeah, so, yeah. 
for sure. That's really my goal with this. So with, you know, without rambling on too long, (laughs) my, um, the interview will work in three parts. And I know I've already told you this, but this is yeah, for the sorry. listeners. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> the first part is I want you to share your story so that mm-hmm. listeners can get a bit of a background on where you come from and where you are in your wellness journey. Uh, then the second part will be to kind of walk through what a client would experience working with you. Just yeah. so then again, it's not as intimidating when they, mm-hmm. when they do inevitably reach out to you. And then the last part is just a fun, you know. Q&A just for some (laughs) at the end. Um, So if you want to tell me a little bit about your wellness journey, how you got to become a dietitian and all of that. Sure. Yeah. I was thinking about it and it's like, yeah, it's quite a process. Hey. And especially now that I've been a dietitian for a bit, um, you kind of have to think back to like, how did it all start? (laughs) Like, where did I, where did I start with this? (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I think, you know, in high school, I became really interested in like wellness and health. And I think it kind of started when I did um, like I did a three month um, uh, exchange program uh, to Germany when I was in grade 11. And so the family I lived with there was like really active and like really, you know, into running and like sports and all that kind of stuff. So, and I think just the lifestyle there is different. Like it's a lot more like active transportation and like people don't drive a lot and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, so that kind of sparked like an interest in like being more active. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, I started running and I really loved that. And I just, I really found it was great for like stress management and stuff. And even at that age, I just really kind of connected with that aspect of it. And so I think that's one of the reasons why I just was able to kind of keep, you know, kind of keep going and I really enjoyed it. Um, and then, yeah, I just really kind of started getting into the the diet part of it as well. And um, I think at that point, it kind of, it, it probably wasn't like the healthiest relationship with food. And so my, you know, my, my wellness journey has taken a few little detours. Um, but I mean, I was, you were in Germany, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then I came and then I came back. Yeah, oh, I was in right, Germany. Right. Then I came back and I was like really into like, focusing on diet changes, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, because I was, because I, yeah, because I was in Germany and enjoying a lot of good, <laughs> good food German food. Yeah. Beer. I don't know if, exactly. how old you were, but yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the drinking age is a little lower there. So, you right? know, I was at legal age there. Um, so yeah. So when I came back, it was like, you know, I was really focused on, um, on eating well and being very active and, you know, I joined the cross country team and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then I, yeah, I kind of deciding what to do in university. I, I was like, oh, this is cool if I could do this as a career. Um, and so that's kind of what I decided on. Um, and then after high school, I had decided to take a year off to do some traveling. And so I um, studied and volunteered in Central America. So I had the opportunity to work in a nutrition center in Honduras, um, which again, just cool. like reinforced, um, you know, just that like how important I I really, like, I was very passionate about food and nutrition on so many different levels, right? And so it's really cool to see it in a totally different environment um, where it's much more basic and it's just, like, you know, giving kids food and, like, providing healthy and nutritious meals for them. Um, So that was a really cool experience that just kind of reinforced that I wanted to go into this area. Um, So then I, you know, started university. The first two years um, are very... um, 
like very much into the like traditional sciences, right? So it's like organic chemistry, biochemistry, microbiology, like all of that stuff. So I was kind of like, ah, this does not feel like it's a good fit for me. Like I was just, I didn't feel like connected to the reasons why I got into it in the first place. And so I was like, if this is what it's going to be like, I don't really want to do this. And so, and my interests were now kind of more into like you know, international development and language study and all of that kind of stuff. So I kind of got to a point after my second year where I was like, I'm going to switch my whole program. Like, I'm just going to do something different. And I was like, I went to sleep one night and I was like, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to call an advisor and I'm going to switch this whole thing up. I'm not going to do my science degree anymore. And I woke up the next morning and I was just like, I almost felt like I had like, a, it sounds so weird, but like a dream or something that I was just like, no, like you have to stick with this. Like, this is what you're going to do. And so I just felt like a total sense of like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do with my life. And so moving forward, even though it was hard and like there were things that I didn't really love about it, mm -hmm. I always kind of had that underlying sense that this is what I wanted to do. And so that really helped kind of, you know, propel me forward in my career. And, uh, and, and then obviously, you know, my, my, courses and stuff got a lot more interesting. So as, as I kind of like got into the third and fourth year, so I was like, yes, I'm glad I stuck it out. Um, and then, uh, so I did my schooling at the University of Manitoba in Winnipeg, because um, that's where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to Ontario to do my master's at the University of Guelph. Um, and I did Go my like, dietetic internship. Yep. Guelph grad too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah, it was, uh, you know, a lot of work, but I'm glad that, uh, that I stuck it out and now I've been working for a diet as a dietitian for um, I think it's like 14 years so I feel like that's like a really long time <laughs> I'm like wow I'm getting kind of old um, but you know it's uh, yeah like lots obviously like how I practice now is completely different than I did you know as a new grad or you know some of a lot of the views that I had as a university student um, have shifted a lot and like my definition of health and wellness is completely different now mm -hmm. than it was you know as a 25 year old like newly graduated mm -hmm. um, so it's been interesting and especially you know the last five or six years as a mom mm -hmm. again like that has really shifted how I view health and wellness and how I view like balance and like a balanced healthy lifestyle, you know, it looks a lot different now to me than it did, you know, 15 years ago. So yeah, so it's been interesting and I'm sure it will continue to evolve as, you know, <laughs> as we go yes. through life. Um, but that's kind of, yeah, that's, that's been my journey so far. That's awesome. It's, it's amazing how um, experience can like impact how we see things, right? Yes. Oh, we think completely. we know everything. I don't know. This is how I felt when I came out of school, you know, I yeah. know so much and I, yeah. but then, yeah, as you grow older and you experience working with clients, you then have yes. children or completely whatever happens in your life, right? It yeah. just kind of changes how you view things. Yeah, so. completely. And I think, you know, as uh, yeah, like early twenties in university, I was so focused on you know, eating really well and eating clean and like, you know, working out a lot and all of those things. And, I, you know, obviously I still enjoy those things, but I realize now, like I was all about the, the hustle and, you know, mm -hmm. being busy, you know, like lots of energy and like get lots of stuff done. And, you know, and I think for people that have that kind of personality, 
you know, it's hard not because like, it's like our natural tendency to do that. Right. And to like, and, and that's how <laughs> we feel good and like, we feel good about ourselves and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, I don't care if it's, you know, I'm supposed to have to take a rest day for my workout. I should work out and like all of that. Like, so kind of stepping away from that and realizing there's that balance, right. Where, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have to look at like mental and emotional health as well as physical health. And all of that really plays a big role. Um, and looking at relationship with food and, and that piece as well is really huge. Um, mm-hmm. so that's what I work on with a lot of my clients too. Um, because, you know, a lot of times we kind of know what to do when it comes to diet, but we don't, always have the best approach to it, right? Mm -hmm. And that can set us up for a lot of um, negative experiences with food. And so that's something that I always try to work on with clients. Awesome. Well, that's a really great segue. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. They do, um, just like having looked over your website, the one of the biggest messages that I loved was it says progress over perfection Mm -hmm. in a couple different places. And Mm -hmm. I love that. Like if Mm -hmm. we're always progressing, we're never going to meet perfection because that doesn't exist. Right. Yes. Um, but if you're always moving forward, you're learning new things. And that's what I try to tell my clients, you know, you're, you're getting stronger each visit that you come. You might not have met your goal that you had, but you're getting closer to it with each step that you take. Right. Yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, really getting away from that all or nothing thinking is so helpful in, mm-hmm. in just making progress on your goals. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the same. I, I often tell clients, you know, it's not like after working with me, it's going to be like, now everything's perfect. And like, I'm like, <laughs> you know, my diet <laughs> yeah. is perfect, whatever that means. But it's like, I hope in six months from now you look back and that journey is evident, right. Mm-hmm. And you're further ahead than you were. And it's always a work in progress, but at least if you have the skills and the tools to keep moving forward, mm-hmm. um, that's the important thing. Awesome. Um, okay. So part two then on to what it's like to work with you. Um, so let's just try to meet our listeners where some of them might be at, Mm -hmm. um, best way. So they would reach out to you to Mm -hmm. do like a, do you do a discovery call or a, you know, initial consultation and then kind of, so tell us about that. And then how, so say someone says, okay, great. I want to work with you, Kara. Mm -hmm. What do I, what does this look like? Mm -hmm. Walk us through that piece. Yeah. And then I'll ask questions. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we do normally do a clarity call. Um, So that's like just a, you know, usually 20, 30 minute call where we go through, you know, what your goals are, what you want to work on, why you reached out to me. Um, And it gives the, the potential client an opportunity to ask questions about, you know, what to expect about our services, any questions they might have. Um, then if they, if we decide it's a good fit, right. Cause I want to make sure that whoever I'm working with is getting the most out of our sessions and is achieving their goals. Right. And so sometimes I will refer them on to someone else if I think that I'm not the best fit for them and someone else is. Um, but if, if we are a good fit to work together, then um, we'll book an initial assessment. So that's usually about an hour uh, to an hour 15 um, that we would spend going through. And it's a lot of, at that appointment, a lot of information gathering, right? We go through, mm-hmm. um, you know, a detailed, like their diet review and their diet history and their um you know, medical history and supplements and medications and blood work and, you know, all of that kind of stuff to get a really good thorough picture and lifestyle and, you know, workouts and physical activity and, um, 
just to get a good picture of where they're at. Um, and I, I don't have kind of a one size fits all approach, right? So mm-hmm. I really individualize it to the person I'm working with and everyone has different goals and different life experiences that they're bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. So that plays a huge role in, in how we move forward, right? So, um, so most of I, so we offer different packages. So most of the packages um, are kind of like three to six months in length that'll work okay. with people throughout that time. Um, so after the initial assessment, we'll do, you know, depending on, on what we, what the plan is, we'll book follow-up sessions. And sometimes those follow-up sessions will be every one to two weeks. Sometimes they're every month. It kind of depends on the goals and, and what we decide is the best plan moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like we, it, again, it, it really depends if I'm working with, you know, my, my specialty is more in the area of sport nutrition and working with people that, that enjoy an active lifestyle. So mm. if it's, if I'm, if I'm working with a higher level athlete, we're looking at, you know, their training, their season, what that looks like in terms of, you know, um, fueling for competition and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, if it's someone who's more of like a recreational athlete or someone who just, you know, not just, but goes to the gym, you know, three, yep. four times a week, which is, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, then we would just be looking at maybe some different goals or we would kind of, you know, um, structure the follow-up a little bit differently. Um, right. But yeah, usually in follow-up sessions, we, you know, we look at, we start with some initial goals um, and kind of an initial plan. And then we look at modifying that. We look at if we need to, you know, add any, you know, if we need supplements, if we need, you know, Mm -hmm. if they're lacking in something. Um, And we do look at, for a lot of my clients, we do spend quite a bit of time looking at their relationship with food, right? So Mm -hmm. this may be, um, you know, people that have had a history of dieting or kind of that yo-yo dieting or Mm -hmm. a really negative relationship with food where they have a lot of like, you know, labeling of good and bad foods and like a lot of food rules that they have trouble kind of working through. So kind of, um, you know, really down that disordered eating path. Mm -hmm. Um, So we would spend a lot of time kind of unpacking that, right. And looking at what does, what does that mean? How can we challenge some of those rules? Are those rules actually, you know, playing a positive role or a negative role, right? And kind of looking at how we can work through that so that ultimately um, they feel more freedom around food. Um, and they, and it's not a source of stress, right? Because mm-hmm. we don't want to spend our, our energy, our precious energy and time worried about, you know, counting calories and stressing out about eating a donut, right? Like, yes. it's like, if you can have freedom around that and just let it go and like be okay with it, um, that is much healthier for you than stressing over it, right? Yes. Or, you know, thinking about it and analyzing everything that you're eating. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't want people to be stressed out about food. Um, that is not my goal. And so I want people to feel less stress around it. And so So if I can help them do that um, by kind of, and and a lot of us have these thoughts and feelings around food that started in childhood often, right? And so Mm -hmm. sometimes it's going back to like, where did these things start? And like, why do we hold these beliefs? And are they still Mm -hmm. serving us, right? And can we start changing that? Um, And things like body image often come up as well. And so we kind of work through a lot of those pieces too. um, Because there's, yeah, there's so much there. So, Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's, you know, it can, we can go a little bit more in depth and then really kind of work through some of those things because, you know, those are often the root causes of why we're having problems with our eating. And so if we can really address the root causes, then we can really make some good progress because if we're just giving someone a meal plan, we're not addressing 
the root cause and it's more of just like a band-aid solution. Yeah. I feel like you're similar to me. Like, do you get a lot of tears in your office yes. or in your appointments? <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's the same in the gym. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's always a little bit of catharsis. There are like, yeah. you know, moments yeah. that happen where it's just, you have those realizations of the relationship yes. that you do have with body image or yeah. um, self-image or the food yeah. relationship. Yeah. And Completely. it's really eye-opening, right? Yeah. I find it's a release. I hope it's similar yes. for you. Yes. But, um, but yeah. Um, okay. So if it were, say, I'm going to use me as your client right now. Because sure. um, <laughs> I have a lot of people who come in my door um, that are similar to me that are yeah. working out to stay healthy, to be able yeah. to. So I'm not a runner. I have trained one time for a 5K. Nice. Hey, <laughs> um, that's something. <laughs> I was really proud of myself after that. But, um, but I definitely have been active my whole life. I love, we do a lot of um, you know, body weight resistance training here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mix in cardio when I can. It's not usually um, your traditional, you know, I don't have a treadmill or a bike. Yeah. Um, I have a rowing machine that I'll, I find is a little bit more accessible for um, some of my older clients as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, just for like coming in for that stay healthy type workout, mm-hmm. um, what would I like, cause I get this question from my clients. So I guess I'm asking it because they'll get it Yeah. as far as, and you do, sorry, now I'm, I can't, it's like, it's okay. On your Instagram, um, yeah. you do a really good job of a lot of this stuff. So this is partly where the question is coming because I just really do think you're an expert at this. But what is my best fuel for a workout mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Is it kind of a one size fits all or would that mm-hmm. depend on people? And then what is my best for refueling after that workout? Mm-hmm. Um, I know yeah. what I give tips to clients, but yeah. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you're on the right track. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously like it's never a one size fits all, but mm-hmm. there are guidelines, right. That we can follow um, and that we can use as a starting point. And so we always want to use those guidelines in combination with how we're feeling, how our workouts are going, how we're feeling, we're progressing on our strengths and all of that kind of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so generally like pre-workout, um, you know, I, I recommend, again, depends what kind of workout it is, right? If it's like a 45 minute, like mostly strength-based type of workout, mm-hmm. um, I usually recommend, and depends on what time of day, right? So if you've had a meal, yes. like let's say within two hours beforehand, then you're probably good, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't like a good balanced carb protein type of meal. Yep. Um, if not, or if you're feeling like, you know, you're one of those people that needs to eat like every two hours, like me, because <laughs> yeah. I get hungry all the time. Um, then having a small snack, like 60 minutes before is probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and ha- again, like it's going to be like, if you're doing a snack 30 to 60 minutes beforehand, it's going to be mainly carb based, um, mm-hmm. with a little bit of protein is not a bad idea. Um, so that could be, um, you know, it could be like uh, yogurt and some berries, or it could be, um, you know, a small smoothie, or it could be, um, you know, it could be a slice of toast and a little bit of peanut butter or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, cause you always have to keep in mind that carbs give you energy and are fueling your working muscles, right? So yeah. that is what you want to fuel your workout. So I often get questions about early morning workouts because mm-hmm. sometimes people will do them fasted and not even that they're intentionally doing fasted workouts, but they just don't want to get up an hour early, earlier and eat something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but especially for women, because fasted workouts can really affect 
things like hormones um, and can lead to like kind of that underfueled state. And so it is important to have something first thing before a workout. Um, so I usually recommend, even if you can get up, you know, 15 to 30 minutes beforehand, don't just roll out of bed <laughs> yeah. and put on your gym clothes. Um, and that could be, you know, a banana or like mm -hmm. something really simple. Um, but just to give your body a little bit of energy to get you going. Um, and you're usually your workout will feel better, um, mm -hmm. for it. So, um, just, yeah, giving your body some energy beforehand and then afterwards, um, for refueling. So it depends again, what kind of workout you're doing. If it's not, um, so if it's a longer workout, that would be like more cardio based where you're depleting your carbohydrate stores or your glycogen stores, mm -hmm. it becomes a little bit more critical to have something right afterwards to start ref that refueling process. Mm -hmm. If you're doing, you know, your typical 45 to 60 minute workout in the gym, um, then, you know, as long as within kind of an hour afterwards, you're having protein some carbs, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's good. You also have to keep in mind your body is like, recovering for 24 hours after that workout so what you do the next day is also important right so it's yes. not just like finish <laughs> the workout you know get that protein shake and then I'm good yes. it's like this is why the whole diet is important because your body is still in recovery and so if you're not taking you know advantage of that and optimizing that then you're missing out on you know getting the most out of the work you're doing in the gym yes oh I like that <laughs> <laughs> and I do that's uh, usually I'm like I like a slice of toast with almond butter and some sliced bananas on top that's Perfect. one of my like go-to before workout yeah snacks because totally. um, yeah I just find it kind of fills my belly and I usually yeah. about an hour before because if yeah. I just have it right before then it's it's all I feel while I'm working yeah out, yeah right? totally. but I know everyone's body's a little bit everyone's different, different. So. yeah yeah. So it's good to experiment and kind of see what works best for, for you. But yeah, that's yeah. a great idea for a pre-workout snack. Okay. I'm on the right track. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I wanted to ask, so what if someone, um, like, do you, cause I know you focus primarily on sports nutrition, working with yeah. athletes, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, do you find you get clients that come in, um, who are like super fit, if you will, mm -hmm. like they have that persona, they can run far, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they struggle with how they look and how, and their diet and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I just, I, I think sometimes there's a perceived notion that, oh, that person's really fit. Like they mm -hmm. probably don't struggle with anything or they have a right. perfect diet, they but out. you probably work with, I, I would assume clients that have that look on the outside, yeah. but are struggling, do have yeah. their own struggles. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, like that's so true that sometimes we see how a person looks and we make assumptions. I mean, it goes either way, right? But yeah, course, if they're really yeah. fit and, you know, so look what, like they track every last gram of protein they eat. Yes. And like, <laughs> it's like they must never eat a cookie, right? Or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, everyone has struggles and insecurities mm -hmm. and, um, I think it's all relative too, right? Because if you're, if you're an athlete and, you know, in competitive sport, then you're also comparing yourself to people in that, in, you know, that are at that level. And so right. that can also, you know, play a big role in terms of how they see themselves and their body image and, and those mm -hmm. sorts of things. Um, so definitely like 
you know, and I'm sure like, you know, people are like, well, I would love to look like that person. Why do they have a problem with body image? But, um, but it's all, yeah, everyone has their struggles and yeah, I see that. And yeah, I mean, also with diet issues too. And it's oftentimes it's, um, you know, it can be related to disordered eating. It can be related to kind of that restrict and binge cycle that can happen mm. if we're trying to eat too clean or we're under eating or under fueling for our needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can definitely be a huge issue. Um, and there are a lot of like, you know, myths and misconceptions out there um, around sport nutrition and how to fuel and, you know, go mm-hmm. low carb or, you know, keto or fasted workouts or intermittent fasting. Like there's so much out there mm-hmm. that um, a lot of times athletes are, are confused and maybe yeah. not doing the thing that's best for them and for their performance. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot around that in terms of, you know, their diet, but also how they perceive their, you know, how they look in their mm-hmm. body image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting, right? We all yeah. have our own struggles. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. So do you work with people who have, um, who follow a vegan or a vegetarian mm-hmm. lifestyle? Yes. You would, yeah, have recommendations for them? Totally. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and again, like not that obviously what I do personally doesn't really affect what I, what I tell people and, and what I do in my professional world, but, um, I, I am a vegetarian myself, so I can kind of like relate to people, um, in terms of like that whole thing. Um, so a lot of, I mean, yeah, a lot of the athletes I work with and and the people I work with are vegan or plant-based or vegetarian. Mm -hmm. So, um, yes, definitely something that, that Mm -hmm. I work with people on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I, um, there's that Netflix show, game changers is yes. that what it's called yeah um it's i liked it i don't know yeah, as, <laughs> yeah. it was probably well, like, bits and pieces that yes can you know come, and it's, can go it was it was funny because when that came out i didn't realize it had come out and like within the within one week i had like four or five consults of of vegan no athletes wanting to go vegan and i was like oh. what is going on like i'm yeah. like why are all these people wanting to go vegan mm-hmm. and uh then like i realized this yeah documentary had come out. Um, and you know, I totally agree with a plant-based lifestyle. Like I think it makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense on a lot of levels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean the documentary, they kind of cherry pick research and they, right. Which of course documentaries do. Um, (laughs) but I think, you know, I think it's, it's a good idea that more people are going plant-based and that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's becoming a little more mainstream as long as people are doing it for the right reasons and in the right way. Right. Cause it can be, um, it can be challenging also. Um, and it can be more expensive and it can be, you know, it can lead to nutrient deficiencies and lots of different things. So you have to yeah. be, um, you know, ready to make that change for sure. Yeah, definitely. And that's, I know in our household, we are, we are trying to follow a more plant heavy diet. Yes. Kind yeah. of how I look at it. So yeah. making sure that we have a lot of variety of plants in yeah. our meals, um, but definitely, and, and we're also trying to make more conscious choices, I guess, of the, of the meat that we're choosing. So where we're getting it, local farms, that kind of thing. Um, when we do eat it. Um, so yeah, that's of interest to me too. I don't push anything on anyone in my space either, but, uh, I know we're just trying to have the, the best gut health, I guess, to our whole body. Right. Cause I just know too mentally, 
if my gut's healthy, my brain's healthy, like it's just everything functions better. Everything feels better. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have a lot of resources Mm -hmm. um, on your website, but then I also know you had told me about one that's coming out Mm -hmm. soon. I don't know if you want to talk about it and you don't have to, Mm -hmm. I can edit this out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I just, I did, I want for my listeners to know some of the resources that are available that aren't just a one-on-one with you. So, Mm -hmm. you know, your group stuff. um, So I'd love for you to maybe just talk about that a little bit or pitch it, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, in addition to the one-on-one nutrition coaching, um, I do a lot of like group presentations as well. So I do um, work with a lot of teams and sports organizations Mm -hmm. um, and do like group presentations and, um, you know, different workshops and that sort of thing. Um, And then I also do quite a bit of corporate wellness, not so much in-person presentations for these things right now (laughs) due to the current (laughs) situation, but um, webinars um, (laughs) are always a good option. Um, So that's a piece of, you know, what I like to do as well. Like I love um, presenting and speaking to groups and things like that. and then I am working on a online, <laughs> an online program um, that is going to be focused. I work with a lot of endurance athletes because I myself am a marathon runner. So mm-hmm. I work with a lot of marathon runners, a lot of triathletes. Um, and so um, I'm working on an online program that will be like group nutrition coaching and an online course um, that is going to be targeted for that population. So, you know, female endurance athletes, so runners and triathletes that are looking to um, kind of really dig into, you know, looking at their diet and um, optimizing that for their sport. So yeah, I'm excited about that. It's going to launch either later this fall or early 2021. So, so cool. Well, we will yeah. definitely, I will help you promote that. Yes. Awesome. Can, love, so. it. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love yeah. it. We can even have you back on for a yeah. little promo episode. <laughs> I would love that. Okay. So we'll move on to number three, part three, okay. which is just a couple of quick yeah. Yeah. They don't have to be rapid fire or anything. Okay. <laughs> you can take your <laughs> like, time answering them. Only, like one word answers, like super no. quick. Okay. I thought about doing something like that, but I like when people elaborate it. Kind of elaborate. And some of them are like, you know, maybe require some elaboration. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So what's one thing that you always do in the morning, like part of your morning routine? Yeah. So <laughs> I was kind of laughing because I love mornings and I love morning routines. Mm-hmm. I'm a big routine person. <laughs> love it. So, um, but you know, kids, like seriously, they, mm-hmm. it's, it's challenging, right? So, so my, I always, okay, always like 90% of the time, get up before my kids, right? Yeah. Um, and the first thing I always do, drink a big glass of water. Yes. Um, and I try to just, I try to stay off my phone. Um, for a while, just to kind of like clear my mind, think about kind of my top three priorities for the day to like top three things I want to get done. And I usually work out in the morning. So that is a big piece for me to kind of get my morning started. Mm-hmm. So I would say those would be my, my somewhat morning routines. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love it. I know kids do really. Yeah. Oh. It's, 
yeah, throw you off, right? Totally. Totally. They either get up at night or they're up too early. (laughs) I know. I swear my second daughter, Clark, has a sixth sense that like she can hear my alarm or something. And I'm like, oh, why why are you awake? It's 5 a.m. Like you can sleep longer. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, now you're awake. Like, oh, anyway, you get it. It's it's tough. (laughs) Yep. Um, But I like the 90%, you know, that's better. That's progress, right? Yes, exactly. That's what I figured. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so what are you curious about right now? What are, well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> I, was I, like, know. I don't know. What am I curious about? <laughs> I haven't had time to think about that. That's um, <laughs> I guess what I mean by, yeah, like what's something that's just piquing your interest or you find you're listening to podcasts about, or you're mm-hmm. finding articles or, mm-hmm. um, you know, like just interested in right yeah. now. I mean, I guess professionally, <laughs> Um, personally, like, you know, I'm, this COVID thing has taken a lot of energy out of me. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's Aren't been we like all forefront. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know what, what, what is life going to look like in six months? <laughs> that's but, um, yeah, professionally, like, I guess I'm really kind of digging into, um, looking more specifically because I work with so many female athletes and just female clients in general, So really trying to tailor, like looking into some of the research around um, the differences, right? Because there's not a lot of research specifically done on women. And so looking at um, looking at them more specifically and how their needs differ a lot from men and kind of how to, you know, kind of best, best work with them. Um, And even, yeah, just things like hormonal changes throughout the month and like how diet plays a role in that and all of those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's something that I've just been like focused on a little bit more lately because it's something that keeps coming up and it's like, yeah, we have to really like realize that there is a different approach needed um, between genders. And so looking at that a little bit more. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, what is one health habit that you couldn't live without? Well, I mean, like Probably exercise a is a big one for me. Yeah, I know. I was like, mm-hmm. that's, that's hard to answer. But yeah, I think like exercise is huge. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'm one of those people that like loves exercise. <laughs> and like, yeah. I know some people can't relate to that, but it's more like I mentioned at the beginning, it's more um, like mental health. Like, honestly, like mm-hmm. it just like, I have a better day if I, if I'm active. So mm-hmm. um, it doesn't have to be like a major workout, but it has to be something. <laughs> some sort of movement. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so true. Um, okay. So what is your go-to takeout order? Yeah. So takeout. Oh man. You know, <laughs> do you do like, takeout care? <laughs> well, I guess like we don't do a lot of fast food because okay, yeah. it's just like and, being yeah. vegetarian. We just, I, I'm, I've never really done a lot of that, but I, we do order pizza. I don't know. Like, yep. that, I guess that's takeout. And like, um, like we would do like Indian or Thai takeout yeah. and that would be my favorite. It, like if, it, if the kids were not involved, <laughs> then that would be what I would get instead of pizza. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then what book are you reading right now? Are you a reader? If, if you oh, don't, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I usually have a few books on the go. Um, and I kind of got into the habit of reading every evening, like at least, nice. you know, 10 pages or so. Um, depending on how tired I am. And I love it. Like, it's so relaxing for me. I love reading. Mm-hmm. So last week we were on holidays. So uh, we were at a cottage. So I got to read a lot, which was awesome. And I read um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Oh, so good, right? Love it. Love I it. listen to it, but she reads it. So it's, it's oh, good. Too. Amazing. Yeah, but- 
yeah, it was so good. It was like so many moments of like, yeah. It's kind of a parenting book too. It is. Right? It is. I know. Someone was asking me like, oh, what's that about? And I'm like, I I don't know. It's like, it's about life, but also about parenting and like everything. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Being a woman, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. like all rolled into there. Um, so that was awesome. Yeah, and I'm also reading, um, just finishing The Red Tent. It's a, like a fictional, well, it's based oh, nice. on the story of, the biblical story of Jacob. Um, oh, cool. So like Jacob's family. And so, yeah, it was actually interesting. A friend of mine lent it to me. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's actually a really interesting read, which is it's not something I would typically read, but it's been interesting. Yeah. And um, I just finished reading The Monk of Mocha, which is a story about the origins of coffee. Sorry, this is like going on way too long. <laughs> no, I'm loving it. Like I'm a book lover. I have a, yeah. a book club, like just right up my alley. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I'll edit it out if I feel like it's okay. too long. But... <laughs> You're like, this will not interest anybody. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh. Oh yeah. So anyway, those are, yeah. And then I, I have the new intuitive eating book arriving tomorrow. So I'll be diving into that one too. Okay. Um, there's a new edition out. So it'll be interesting to see what that's all about. So yeah. Yes. Cool. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I would love for you to share with the listeners for one more time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, where they can find you, where you hang out uh, yeah. you know, online, uh, social yes. media. Yeah. So I'm mostly on Instagram. So mm-hmm. my handle's at blueprint nutrition sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, we are also, so blueprint nutrition is co-owned with myself and another dietitian. Mm-hmm. And so we have kind of different components to the business. So I kind of do the sport nutrition and like active living piece. And then my business partner, Roseanne does family and pediatric nutrition. So um, we are on Facebook and Twitter, but it's more focused on the family and pediatric stuff. So Mm -hmm. if that's what you're interested in, it's a great place to go Um, for sport nutrition. We don't have as much there. Um, So Instagram is kind of the best way to you know, see me, see me in action and yeah. uh, reach me. Um, and then, yeah, like our website is blueprintnutrition.ca and my email address is kara at blueprintnutrition.ca. So, yeah. Awesome. And right now, are you seeing people face-to-face or are you just all virtual currently? We're just doing virtual currently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. for the, for the, we don't have plans to go back to in-person, yeah. um, but if someone needs to be seen in person, we can make accommodations for that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just to keep everyone as safe as possible, we're doing virtual. <laughs> for sure. And especially with going back to school and all of that, Yeah, right? exactly. So. We just want to be careful and safe and yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And I do hope to have Roseanne on the show at yes, some point. Totally. So. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. This yeah. is wonderful. No like, problem. So much information. I think that'll be really helpful. Good. Um, I hope so. Yeah. So I really, really appreciate it. And it was, you're just so lovely to talk to. So. <laughs> well, so are you. This was really nice. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And I do hope our paths cross in person. <laughs> yeah, so totally. Funny. I know. I know. Okay. Thank All you right. so much. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. No, you're welcome. Um, and we'll right. talk soon. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, take care. Bye. There you have it, Wellness Seeker. It is my sincere hope that you got something of value from this week's episode. 
If you have any questions or comments, please see the show notes for contact info or further information on today's topic. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by leaving a review and subscribing. Until next time, stay well, seekers.